0: This is the Vegetarian Zen podcast episode number 250. Hey there veg-zeners, welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. What is Vegetarian Zen, you might be asking yourself? Vegetarian Zen is a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg-curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicky, and this is Larissa. This is Larissa sounding very scratchy. She's not going to do a lot of talking today. Yeah, uh, you don't want me to do a lot of talking. <laughs> we were very <clears throat> determined to do this episode because we did not want to have to miss uh, a week. We only missed one week in the last five years of podcasting when, was when Larissa was sick. <laughs> uh, she's, she's actually got uh, allergy. so we, she went to the doctor and... The here in South Texas we have some really big time allergens, and uh, I think this one is oak. I think it's probably live oak, yeah. and we have a big been, oak tree right in front yeah. of our yard.
1: It's that yellow pollen that gets all over the cars and the sidewalk and everything. And yeah, it's been a it's been a barrel of monkeys. Um, it's been it's two weeks ago today that I first got mm-hmm. started feeling bad, and we went to the coast, and uh,
0: she got a little bit of relief from there because it's very windy of course and there weren't any oak trees on the beach mm. so she got a little bit of relief there which is is good but now that we're back home all the allergens we've been trying to dust really well in the house and vacuum but you know that that really big oak tree that hangs yeah. over the <laughs> top of the house uh is not helping well that and much, it comes so. in
1: on your shoes and the dogs well, of course, yeah. you know bring it in and so i've just i'm on a, a cocktail of of uh antihistamines and uh, cough medicine and i mean the cough i think is the worst yeah know? that's
0: the thing that's so, been lingering so it's been bad but anyways, all right so and I'm humidifier gonna- by the <laughs> way guys if mm-hmm. if anyone else is suffering the humidifier has helped her as well mm-hmm. too so yeah all right so let's let's try to get through this it's let's a because bi- it. it's a big it's a pretty big episode and this was a really this is uh there's a peewee herman in uh peewee's big adventure that's one of his quotes <laughs> i love that he said this is like a big cable knit sweater that keeps knitting. Someone keeps knitting and knitting and knitting because and the more... And knitting <laughs> and knitting. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And knitting and knitting. And, uh, yeah, the <laughs> he just looked at me like, what are you doing? The reason that, that this just... It's one of those things where I started getting into a little bit and then you keep finding more and more and yeah. more. And so I just wanted to... To throw that in there, but to, not to leave you in suspense anymore. Today's episode is all about rice. We're going to be discussing some of the most common types of rice, which are white, black, red, and brown, the health benefits of eating rice, and then we're also going to talk a little bit about some of the warnings about eating rice. So uh, I did post this in the Peas and Carrots. What up, guys? <laughs> oh, that was squeaky. What
1: up, yeah, guys? right.
0: Or closed Facebook group, just to let folks know that I was doing this, and somebody a few folks said, Please talk about the arsenic as well warnings. So definitely want to talk a little bit about that. and then also provide you with some uh, ideas for how you can reduce some of the the uh, warnings that come with the rice. So we'll talk about that. And I also wanted to thank member, Peas and Carrots member Janet Lees and my cousin Diane Torres Velasquez for their request. So they originally requested this. Every now and then in the Peas and Carrots, I will post something that says along the lines of hey, we're looking for ideas for things to research and to do podcast episodes on. And this one came up by both of them. So thank you very much. And if you ever have a request, even when I don't have that post up, please be sure to send us a message. You can send us a message through Facebook and we will be happy to add your idea to our idea bank. All right, before we get into our main topic, we do have some exciting announcements. We have a new rating in iTunes. Yay.
1: Yay. Awesome. So this one is from uh, Sled XL, S L E D XL. And the title is sorry about that. I was taking Ruthie's collar off because she's jingling. <laughs> <laughs> the title of, of the review is Process, Not Perfection. So the review says, I very much enjoy listening to these two women talk about their transitioning to vegan. Uh, slash plant-based life both are very honest and enthusiastic an antidote to some of the more sanctimonious and occasionally holier than thou proponents of veganism i very much enjoy their podcast well done there are many roads to veganism thank you
0: so much really appreciate that thank you and that really captures a lot of the reason why we even started this podcast almost five years ago There are a lot of great podcasts out there, a lot of great resources, so certainly not bashing all of them, but in some of the groups I was in, particularly in Facebook, I would get that same vibe, and I just thought, you know, Mm -hmm. there's they you're not gonna you're gonna make people put up defenses if you are just beating your own chest then this is really bigger than us right mm-hmm. i think sometimes people use different things not even just vegetarian and veganism other things to kind of beat their own chest right and right. this is this is bigger than that and we're all trying to have fun here right
1: that's right all right girls so, just want to have fun
0: girls just want to have fun okay uh We also wanted to say that this episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast is brought to you by our Golden Apple Roundtable. Who are the folks of the Golden Apple Roundtable? These are people that help ensure that the lights stay on here at Vegetarian Zen by providing us with monetary support via Patreon.com. If you're not familiar with Patreon, Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for artists and creators to get support from their fans, followers, community members, whatever it is. And many people don't realize that there are costs involved in putting... Together, a podcast like this, we have uh, media hosting, website hosting, equipment fails sometimes that we have to replace things, so. Um, you know, and then I do all the editing in-house. Mm-hmm. Some people, So it's time. It's time as well. Yeah. And especially and now It is a
1: labor of love, but it's helpful it to is. have a
0: little bit of uh, monetary support, definitely. It is. So the monetary support we receive through Patreon goes directly back into the cost of producing the podcast and keeping it going free to our listeners on a weekly basis. And as I mentioned, we've only missed one week in mm-hmm. the last five, five years. years. So uh, if you're interested... Please head out to Patreon and supporting us. Please head out to patreon.com forward slash vegetarian zen. And there you will see a video from Larissa and myself where we talk a little bit about the mission of vegetarian zen, which we always like to talk about. (laughs) And on the right hand side, you're going to see uh, some sponsorship or support levels, I should say, anywhere from a dollar to fifty dollars a month. Uh, certain levels are, you're also eligible for some vegetarians and swag, such as a car magnet, recyclable, uh, recyclable grocery bags, stickers, or t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And even a dollar a month really does. You might say, hmm, what is a dollar a month? They might as well not do that. It does help us because you got to think of all the other people that do a dollar a month as well. And that right. adds up. So, right.
1: and we have been seeing our, our, um, uh, patrons kind of picking up lately and we're so grateful for that.
0: Yes. So thank you for that. Uh, and this week we are ever so grateful to announce a new supporter and member of our Golden Apple Round, round Table, and that is Barbara Lucente, who sponsored us at the awesome avocado level, which is our ten dollar level. So thank you very much, Barbara. We greatly appreciate it. And again. Uh, your support goes back into ensuring that the lights stay on here so thank and you And we
1: just mailed out your sticker and your magnet uh y- yesterday? Mm-hmm. Day before yesterday? Yeah, we're
0: running on time right now. We had to miss recording last week. We're still on time yeah. with our what is What's released. Yeah. But uh so this is almost real time, Barbara, so you should be getting that pretty soon. We just mailed it a couple of days ago, so you should be getting your um yep. your reward soon. Oh, awesome. All right. If you're not interested in contributing on a monthly basis, I get it. Sometimes you're, you know, your expenses are variable and you're not really comfortable with, uh, with providing monthly support to anybody. Uh, we also have a one-time button located on our website that says buy
1: us a juice where you can provide a one-time monetary contribution to help support the show. And that's a PayPal that goes directly through PayPal. So it's not, it's not through us. It, it, you know, it's a, a PayPal uh, button that right. takes you out there and, and do that.
0: And then one other way you can help to support the show is by heading out to eBay. Larissa and I have a an eBay store now that we are running full-time. Ever since I lost my corporate job a couple of months ago, we decided to turn our attention full-time to our own projects. One of them, of course, was Vegetarian Zen, which I am having a great time mm-hmm. doing. I'm doing most of the research now and the outlines, and I've already done the editing. So uh, it is a lot of fun for me. I've also been able to get more active on the social media, which is, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Which you're really good at. Thank you. I enjoy mm-hmm. interacting with people. It's I'm, I'm an introvert. So it's something about, in, in, I, I'm, I'm, Still able to interact without online, without without being in a crowd of people. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so if you head out to eBay, Larissa and I have an eBay store at ebay.com forward slash old San Antonio trading post. And we offer a wide variety of vintage items like books, vinyl, clothing, bags, kitchen items toys games housewares we've been
1: listing a lot of vintage games that we've been find. we find everything at estate sales uh, mostly mostly estate sales some garage sales a few thrift stores um the thrift stores not my favorite thing but estate sales are amazing they're so exciting we love so doing them fun. on weekends so, so that, that's our weekends usually But yeah, we've been doing a lot of vintage games lately, and uh, board games. uh, We sold an Aggravation mm -hmm. from 1972,
0: something like Mm -hmm. Aggravation game. Really interesting because we learn a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. too. I I think that really appeals to the research aspect of both of us. This is why we like doing the podcast so much because there's a lot of research that goes into it. And then also, of course, when we get vintage items, Mm -hmm. we do some research on those as well. So that's just another way you can support the show. We are going to experiment with putting a few of our vegetarian zen items that we have. For sale, like the ones I mentioned that are at at uh, certain levels of the uh, Patreon campaign, uh, we do also have those for sale currently on our website, but we're going to experiment with putting some of these out there on on eBay just mm-hmm. to see so that way it makes it easier for folks that are interested in supporting us to go out there and kind of see everything in one place mm-hmm. rather than having right. to go to the website and then or going to eBay right all right. are we ready to get into the main topic uh, after I cough? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to do most of the talking here obviously so that way Larissa doesn't get herself into a coughing frenzy here. You you missed you got to you had the privilege of missing the cough. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I actually paused it and I want to have to keep pausing it every now and then and of yeah. course I don't want I want I don't want her to feel bad. So yeah. I want to make sure that uh she said um, before we started she
1: said just wave your hands in the air if you're going to cough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I got the pause button right here if I need it. So uh, sorry if we, it comes off a little choppy this time, but I think we're doing a pretty good job so far because we've, we've had to pause it already a couple of times and mm-hmm. I'm pretty transparent. So, all right. So let's start off by, this was really fascinating to me, as I mentioned, there are 40,000 varieties of cultivated rice said to exist. That's crazy. Which include long, medium, short
1: brown, yellow, purple, red, black, and even shades in between. I mean, how do you even count that many to (laughs) know? Like, you know, well, you know, there's some dedicated scientists and there's a lot out there on rice. There really is. Uh, and,
0: And you guys, there's a lot of resources in the show notes, by the way, if you're interested, we always post what, what websites and what information we pull for our own research so that you can do yours but this was very fascinating to me. That right there, I had no idea. I thought it was red and brown.
1: Long and short, red and brown and yeah. white. And, but so, you know, uh, most people kind of have heard at some point or another that brown rice is better for you than white rice. Um, but it's not just, it's not just the color. You also have to pay attention to how it was grown and some other factors. And we'll ta- I guess we'll talk about that later. Mm-hmm, exactly. <clears throat> okay. So as I mentioned, and it's not far from an exaggeration.
0: It was kind of being funny, but it's not far from an exaggeration. I didn't realize there was this, even the difference between white and brown rice. Mm-hmm. So do you know what makes white rice white? You white do because you saw the outline. <laughs>
1: yeah. You, yeah, no, and I knew I not Vicky. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I knew before, but I'll play along. <laughs> no, Vicky, what, what makes white rice white? <laughs> all right,
0: uh, wh- I'm just all happy that I've learned I know. This. I'm
1: so- white rice has the husk, bran
0: layer, and germ removed, so it's stripped of the nutrients. So it's it naked is- rice. It's naked rice. That's absolutely rice. Uh, rice. <laughs> <laughs> that was absolutely good. That, yeah. that was good. That's absolutely <laughs> right. Brown rice only has the outer hull removed, but it leaves everything else intact. So that's why brown rice is really considered healthier for you because it still has all of that
1: has more of the fiber and the, on the nutrients, out- right. right? Because a lot of the nutrients are in that that outer those outer layers, right?
0: Yeah, that's absolutely <clears throat> right. And so fiber-wise, that means that it has four times more fiber than white rice. Wow. Because wow. it still has that.
1: And it's a, it's a bit of an acquired taste I guess Um, but it's not bad I mean I I don't mind brown rice I used to really not like it but I don't really mind it anymore um, especially if it's not just by itself steamed, you know, because you can put it in and use it to cook with different things and casseroles and, and I, I don't mind it. I mean, I, I can't really tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. You're absolutely <coughs> right. As long as you mix it up with something. So during the milling process, one of the phytonutrients that is removed is something called gamma orzonol. I had not heard of this before. Mm-mm. Maybe. I don't know. It sounded... It sounded a little familiar. I don't know. It sounds a little made up, but okay. (laughs) Uh, Which is said to theoretically help to switch one's preferences for healthier foods. Now, this was interesting to me because one of the things that I have heard people say in our peas and carrots group is that when they become more plant-based or vegetarian and, and really start not junk food, but I mean starting to eat more vegetables and healthier foods is that they notice their taste change. Mm-hmm. And I know you've said this mm-hmm. too, because for example, I remember one time you were eating a salad and you said, oh, if my mom could see me eating this salad mm-hmm. because you used to hate salads. Mm-hmm. So, and almost every time we go out to eat, you get a salad before you right. get your meal. Right. So this kind of made sense to me that as you know, this gamma mm-hmm. orzonol is not just in brown rice, but as it just goes to show that taste can change as you right. start to change that's your diet.
1: really that's really interesting that that there's a, a chemical of a, a plant chemical that can actually do that mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i guess if i if i just start eating more brown rice will i just like automatically like other stuff or? sure
0: <laughs> sure why not <laughs>
1: let's go with <laughs> that Going on the brown rice diet yeah, sure why not
0: <clears throat> all right uh brown both brown rice and red rice are good sources of fiber B vitamins, calcium, zinc, iron, manganese, selenium, magnesium and other nutrients. So that's pretty cool. In addition to already having those nutrients, what's really cool about brown rice versus white rice, and you've probably this I was familiar with, is that the glycemic index it releases its uh, what do you call it the um, well, it releases at a medium rate the glycemic mm. index. So meaning that so the sugars, it's not, right. Yeah, it's so not it's a blasting drip, your system. drip, drip over time <clears throat> versus this flood mm-hmm. to your, to your system. And that's what makes white rice bad for people with diabetes.
1: Mm. Right. Cause it hits you all at once and then you, it, it spikes your blood sugar and then you crash. Right. And then brown rice also helps to promote
0: good bacteria in your gut, which is cool because that helps with uh, some of the, anti- brown rice is a, been said to have some anti-obesity hmm. properties, and this is one of those reasons. It's not only does it help you feel fuller over over a longer period of time because of the fiber, and then as we just mentioned, the slower drip of energy into your system, uh, it also can help fight the bad... Gut bacteria. Hmm. Okay, so that's brown rice. I think a lot of people have heard that. Like I said, I, I didn't know specifically like the details of why brown rice was brown versus white and what mm. that meant because of that. But that wasn't too earth-shattering. Mm-hmm. Moving into red rice. Now red rice is very similar nutritionally w- nutritional-wise. The profile is uh, it's got a similar nutritional profile to brown rice, except that it's specifically typical to the Himalayan mountains, Southern Tibet, Bhutan, and India. Which explains why it's not readily available at Whole Foods. But I did find some on Amazon. <laughs> ah. This is where I said there was rabbit trails all over the place right. with this, because I thought, I've never seen red rice. Let me go see where I can find some. And I found some on, on
1: Amazon. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And you know, I, I say it's not available at Whole Foods, but... it. It very well could be available in like the bins at Whole Foods. Yeah, it I, could. We I'm
0: just hadn't fair. looked for it, I'm right?
1: Not, yeah, I've, I've never really considered red rice. So, I mean, I know black, and I know you know white and brown. But uh, so, I guess red rice is higher in antioxidants uh, because of the the red color, and uh, these help to fight the free radicals in in our bodies. So it's that's good for that. That's uh, right.
0: If you think about things that. Like blueberries or or strawberries, things with of color Mm -hmm. that help. That is pretty much what you associate. The same thing with red rice, right? It's higher in antioxidants. Okay, black rice. This was really cool. Known as the forbidden rice, so it was forbidden to the masses in the only the Chinese emperors were allowed to have this to hmm. ensure their longevity and good health. And then at some point they decided, eh, I guess we have to have people to govern. So everybody to else govern. can so, die, but you know, <laughs> so they started to allow the masses to have it. But this is why, if you ever hear the forbidden rice, this is what they, why it's forbidden, forbidden to the masses. <laughs> it is supposedly as supposed to have a very nutty, earthy flavor, and it takes much longer to cook than white rice. And I'm assuming that's because it has all of the the outer layers. That's right. And these outer layers, very similar to the red rice, also are high in antioxidants. So this, what makes this black, it's kind of the same antioxidants as found in the acai Acai berries, the grapes, blueberries, and they're called anthrax. Anthocyanins. Cyanins. Cyanins, yeah. Well, oh, I almost did that good on job. my own. Almost. <laughs> and I know we have talked about those. Uh-huh. When we talked yeah, about, about antioxidants right. and fighting colds, I, I did recall that. Right. So, up.
1: Anth- yeah. So, anthocyanins have been uh, linked to cancer prevention, good memory, and lower ris- risk of uh, heart disease.
0: Yeah. And another word we've talked about has been flavonoids. So black rice also has a very high amount of flavonoids, which are a group of antioxidant uh, phytonutrients that are said to help free radicals in your body as well, similar to the red rice. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. All right, nutritional breakdown. Should we talk about that? Let's do that. You All want right. me to take it? Oh, I can do. This you got one. it. I okay. think I can do this one, um, and then we'll stop and I'll cough for five minutes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, for a uh, hundred grams serving of Uh, each one so white rice 100 grams has 6.8 grams of protein 1.2 of iron and 0.6 of fiber so point so not even a gram of fiber brown rice by comparison has 7.9 grams of protein 2.2 grams of iron and 2.8 grams of fiber so you can see that's a pretty big jump right Uh, red rice is uh, 7 grams of protein, 5.5 grams of iron, and 2 grams of fiber. So a little bit less fiber than brown rice, but way more iron. Yeah, double. (coughs) Right. And uh, black rice has the most protein, 8.5 grams. It's got 3.5 grams of iron, so kind of in the middle. Uh, 4.9 grams of fiber, so the most fiber, and then it has, you know, a, a high amount of antioxidants. Did I did it. You did. That was well, good. A little throat good little <laughs> Thanks.
0: All right. So let's talk about some of the concerns about rice. Rice, and I had not heard too much about this. I would heard a little yeah. bit, but I didn't know any details. Well, and I've heard some of this with wine most recently. Hmm. Same thing. And we're going to talk hmm. a little bit about that. But uh, first of all, let's talk about what arsenic is. Arsenic is an element in the earth's crust and it is present in water, air, and soil. So now, the earth is basically it, trying to kill us. <laughs> well, there so there are two forms. Okay, so there's organic and inorganic with the latter considered to be more toxic than the former. And it's also that's the one that's also linked to risk of cancer and other mm. health effects. So that's what we have to be concerned with. Now as I mentioned, wine mushrooms and rice these are among the top foods mm-hmm. that contain arsenic because of the way they're grown right so rice is is a primary source of arsenic exposure because of the plant and gra- the plant and grain tend to absorb more easily hmm. the the arsenic that's in the soil that makes sense So in 2012, Consumer Reports released a report on arsenic in rice, which they say they found measurable levels of arsenic. They did a test of 60 rice products and found measurable levels of arsenic in all the 60 products that they tested. Hmm. And again, the links will be in the show notes to this particular study, just so you can see for yourself. Uh, There is currently no federal limit. This is what's crazy to me Hmm. in rice products. In 2012, Consumer Reports called for the FDA to set one. And there is a proposal. So in 2016, it said the FDA pr- pr- produced, I'm sorry, proposed an action level or limit of 100 parts per billion for inorganic arsenic in infant rice cereal. So think about this. This is where a lot of the concerns come from, not just adults mm-hmm. who are taking this in, but a lot of the infant rice or cereal Rice-based. is made from rice. Right. So mm. they're just now proposing. That there is a limit to what the babies can have—that's <laughs> crazy. So, that's a little scary. Yeah. And, and you know, I know some people feel differently about government regulation, all that stuff. But this is the FDA is supposed to protect us. So mm. this is something that I think is is pretty important. So how does organ? How does arsenic get in our food in the first place? This is pretty gross. <laughs> so, but let me give a quick overview. Poop. So- yeah, poop. Exactly. <laughs> arsenic containing drugs fed to chickens get into their tissue and then get to us. So factory farming makes it necessary to give them drugs. As you guys know, I know most of the folks listening to our podcast know all the the bad things about factory farming, all the disease that goes in there. So they're given these antibiotics to that contain arsenic to help control their disease and then they poop and it gets into the ground and then it gets into our crops.
1: Yikes.
0: Now here's something else interesting, poultry litter is commonly used as a as starting material to make mushrooms in the U.S. That's gross. Yeah, so, I mean, you know you had you to use fertilizer. That's, well, yeah, that's understandable. But chicken. the fact that it's chicken poop that goes in there and yeah. that's got all the arsenic,
1: right? Well, you know, and I, it makes me wonder, um, rice that's grown in Asia or in, you know, it's, uh, other parts of the world, do they have, I wonder if they have as high uh, arsenic levels as rice that's grown here in the US? Well, let's talk a little bit about some of that. Because even the
0: rice that's grown in the US, there are some ways and that's kind of a good segue into how to lower your exposure to arsenic in rice. Mm -hmm. So first, obviously, you could reduce or substitute other whole grains in place of rice. So quinoa is a low arsenic grain that is a good source of protein. We know all about quinoa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, millet, which can cook up fluffy like rice, has far less arsenic as well. Oh, that's good. So that's well, good like to millet. know. I don't know that we've ever had that. I, we made, made that? I've used millet a couple times. But. Okay. Well, I probably <laughs> didn't even notice. <laughs> All right, uh, rice in California, and this is where I was saying about reducing your risk. Rice in California has 40% less arsenic than rice grown in Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, and our great state of Texas. Why? Because arsenic based pesticides have been used in cotton fields. Hmm. It's now banned, but you got to think, it's already in the soil. So right? if they
1: use that same area, those same areas for rice, Even though I know rice has grown differently. um, But it's the soil. But it's the same, yeah. That's the soil. So even if a
0: rice says that it's grown organically and takes up, uh, it still takes up arsenic the same way Mm. that conventional rice does. So you don't want to rely just on it to say, oh, it's organic, so Mm -hmm. it must be okay. Or if they say we don't use, well, arsenic is banned anyways, but uh, in the pesticides. But that in itself is not, a key selling point. In other words, you still have to take precautions. Okay, so getting to your question about I wonder if in other countries, you know, we talked a little bit about here in California mm-hmm. is probably mm-hmm. one of the best places. Uh, also, consumer reports found that brown basmati f- from California, India or Pakistan is the best choice. It has about a third less inorganic arsenic than brown rice. Hmm. Rice, surprise, surprise, from Texas, where we just do what we please, <laughs> is among the highest in arsenic. Mm. Brown rice, in general, tends to have more arsenic than white rice of the same type. And I'm so, guessing that's because of, of it's in the outer. The that's right, hole, because we talked about yeah. the, per, the outer hull. Okay, so cooking methods to help to lower the arsenic content content. And this is what we were talking about the other day when we were making some brown rice. Uh, You, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You were making some brown (laughs) rice. Uh, Rinse raw rice before cooking using a ration of six cups of water to one cup of rice and then drain the excess water. So that's the other thing. So sometimes people use the water that they
1: Mm. yeah to, you don't to, want to cooking water well because the
0: idea behind that is that it's supposed to retain the nutrients and help to mm. keep some of the nutrients there but arsenic (laughs) arsenic is one of the things that's going to stay there so it's better to just remove that water and Mm -hmm. and then uh you know then you're getting rid of some of that arsenic content and even better soaking rice overnight and rinsing thoroughly before cooking is also a way to reduce a lot of the arsenic Mm -hmm. the water should be clear which Mm -hmm. is crazy to me to think that it's not and it's me because i don't do most of the cooking in the house you do but um that's gross to think mm-hmm. that it's probably coming
1: out right you know, that way. So. Yeah.
0: All right. And another thing, you know, as we talked about where the rice comes from, I think it's important to not buy rice that come from the states that we said that are higher because, mm-hmm. first of all, I think that's going to. I, I said it a little bit jokingly, but it, it is very distressing to us here in Texas how hands off some of the the um, how the government. Here is off mm-hmm. of the in uh, some of these industries, mm-hmm. and this is what allows this type of thing to happen. So you know, we always say you vote with your dollars. As much as I love my state of Texas, I'm not going to be buying and supporting an industry that is not concerned mm-hmm. with our health. Yeah. So so the less you so the less you buy from these, the more chance they're going to go bye bye, right? Or have to start exactly. incorporating, you know, more uh, more processes that take our health into account right all right so with that we're almost done larissa has done so good (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to jinx it though so uh, let's move into the recipe of the week okay the recipe this week is golden coconut lentil soup from budgetbites.com and this was suggested by lisa utzig schaefer part of our peas and carrots what up lisa Mm -hmm. and she said um Mm. <laughs> mm. this is my favorite rice referring to lundberg rice from california and she used it for this recipe and she said it was amazing and then peas and carrots member janet lee's also stated i l- also love this recipe so tasty and feeling so you got filling so you got two two peas and carrots members that say <laughs> this is <laughs> that say this is some good stuff so um check it out we will have a link in the show notes awesome all right, and then uh, our product this week was recommended by Kristen Davenport-Burns, who's been a longtime member of our Peas and Carrots. What up, Kristen? <laughs> and she recommended the Mighty Rice Arsenic-Free Low GI White Rice 15-ounce 6-pack, a cost of twenty nine eighty four. This is on Amazon, by the way. We'll have a link, an affiliate link, actually, to to this on in the show notes uh in the product description it says undetectable arsenic as tested by dartmouth less than two ppbs um grown sustainably without the use of flood irrigation low gi a 48 non-gmo project verified and grown on the island of Mauritius. Gluten-free. Mauritius? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mauritius gluten-free. I had to mispronounce something.
1: <laughs> oh, come
0: on. All right. Um, so this is also from the Amazon page. It said, thanks to a remote location and rich natural volcanic soil, mighty rice is free from the arsenic that taints much of the world's rice supply. By using dryland farming techniques instead of flooded patties, around 400 gallons of water are saved for every pound of rice grown mighty rice is also non-gmo project verified and possesses a naturally low glycemic index that releases energy more slowly and makes you feel fuller longer so that's pretty cool and this is where we say put your dollars there Mm -hmm. it's amazon it's not that i mean it's not cheap it's not as cheap as you're going to find some uncle ben's i was going to say minute rice (laughs) whatever but (laughs) you're also not poisoning yourself so there's something to be said for that all right, and then I did want to talk about another item really quick. This is the uh, Zojirushi. I think that's how you pronounce Zogirushi. it. Yeah. Zojirushi. Zojirushi rice cooker, and Corrine Graves recommended um, the Aroma rice cooker. So there's two two rice cookers here. Mm-hmm. The Zojirushi is ours, right? That's the uh, one that we use. Yeah, Corrine also recommended the Aroma rice cooker, and I did some looking. On Amazon and ours was pricey. It was over a hundred dollars. Most of the there's several models, they were about a hundred, hundred and fifty dollars for a five and a half cup cooker. But uh Corrine says that the aroma is about the thirty-five dollar price range, which I found on Amazon also, Mm -hmm. and it's for twenty cups. So both are both of these products on Amazon are Amazon choice products, if that means anything to you. But uh Definitely go check those out if you are looking for a rice cooker. Mm-hmm, definitely. All right. So finally, the question of the week. Good job, Larissa. Hanging in there. I know you're <laughs> just going to... i explode
1: as soon as the <laughs> recorder goes off. All
0: right. Are you a fan of rice? And if so, what is your favorite way to consume it? Do you like casseroles? Do you like just straight up, just with vegetables? How do you Spanish like to... Spanish rice. Yeah. That's my favorite right there. Oh. Spanish rice. How do you like to consume it so you can leave us a comment at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 250 you can head out to our public facing facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarian zen or why not join the peas and carrots which we've talked about several times today at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen you'll be hit up with a couple of questions please 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 answer those questions because we want to let you in um and then you will be entering the land of the peas and carrots one <laughs> of the most judgment free places you will be whether you are still eating meat but trying to eat more plant based or you have been a vegan for 50 years uh, we you are welcome in our group we just call this a no bully zone which means that we don't like people to we don't allow people to bully others no matter where they are on their journey yep